Hi guys and welcome. This is Avita with Flying Blind Podcast where I talk about how I'm 36 and have no idea what the F I am doing with my life. This is episode 15. Thank you so much for listening and here you will join me on my journey on figuring things out and hopefully I can help you feel good about your own very unique journey. My hope is for all of us to feel inspired to get out and fly. Lately, I have been having a lot of conversations with friends and I've been noticing um, a lot of the same themes with a lot of these friends of mine. For the most part, these conversations have been with females. I know that what I'm going to be talking about today does apply to both males and females, but I do see that it is much more present in females' lives. And we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. So these conversations that I've been having with my friends are actually a little bit sad because these female friends of mine are incredibly smart, educated, experienced in different areas in their lives and they just seem to be feeling like they aren't good enough to be doing what they're doing. For some, I'm referring to projects, jobs, businesses, even at home. But a lot of these friends of mine just don't feel like they are deserving of the opportunities that they have. They don't feel like they're good enough or smart enough or capable enough to run businesses or take on certain projects. They don't feel like they are deserving of the money that they are earning. They feel like somebody else could be doing a much better job than they're doing. And they feel like maybe one day somebody's going to find out that they are these imposters and that they are going to be possibly replaced. They're thinking to themselves, who am I to be doing this? Who am I to be making this sort of money? Or who am I to be pursuing this dream or opening this business? And it's just so present in so many people's lives, all of these doubts. And it's just really sad. These friends of mine are completely capable of doing these things, but they are just completely riddled with self-doubt. And I myself have experience with imposter syndrome I have started three businesses, two of which are still running successfully. One is my current business and another one I started and I no longer own a part of this business, but it's still running. I helped get it started. I'm educated. I have my BA. I have a couple of other associate's degrees. I have experience in a couple of different industries. So when I look at myself on paper, I look pretty decent. And yet I myself don't feel good enough a lot of the time. I don't feel capable enough. I doubt myself all of the time. And when I do start things, I have doubt to the point where I've had moments that I do just want to give up because I just feel like I'm not only not capable, but not qualified in several ways. And even with that business that I no longer am a part of, when I look at that business, I say, oh, well, you know, it's only doing well because somebody else took over. It's only doing well because I handed it off. And I always seem to downplay my successes, as do many of my other friends who also are dealing with this imposter syndrome. And like I said, men, this does apply to men too. I know a lot of men do feel this way as well, but it just so happens that it's mostly females that I'm talking to about this subject. And whenever I'm going to pursue something, I, I just don't feel prepared enough or educated enough, good enough. And I feel like somebody else would do a much better job than me. 
And if I do pursue something like this podcast, for example, I feel like one day somebody's going to just find out that somebody would do better and maybe want to give me the boot. I mean, who knows? It could happen, right? It's just one of those fears. And that's something that has really come up for me with this podcast in particular, because when I was going to start this project, uh, even though I was being encouraged to do it, I had major doubts in myself. And I would ask myself, who am I to share anything? I'm no expert really in anything. I know nothing about podcasting. Who am I to give any sort of advice to anybody? I'm lost myself in my life. Yes, I might have accomplished these other things, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. Not only that, but I'm not where I should be in this life. I'm 36. I don't know what the F I'm doing with my life. I'm not married. I don't have kids. People look at me probably think that I'm a disaster. So... I felt like a total imposter when it came to this podcast. I did not feel like I had any sort of qualifications at all in my life to be getting behind a mic and have anybody listen to me. But come to find out that there are actually a lot of other super successful, very intelligent, capable people that have felt this way. And two of these people are Maya Angelou and Albert Einstein. And I thought it was incredibly interesting that two such notable people in history would actually feel this way. Maya Angelou is actually quoted as saying, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. And Albert Einstein is quoted as saying, The exaggerated esteem in which my life work is held makes me feel very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think of myself as an involuntary swindler. So why do we feel this way? Why do we have imposter syndrome? There are actually so many factors. Some are based on research and some are just kind of my assumptions and are going to be coming from my own experiences. But before we get into some of the reasons why we may be suffering from imposter syndrome, I want to get into some of the history of how this term even came about. So in the 1970s, there were two psychologists by the name of Suzanne Imes and Pauline Rose Clance. And they're the ones that actually coined the term, but they coined it the imposter phenomenon. And they did some research at some women's colleges and they noticed that the students were having these irrational worries and doubts about their competence. They were worried that they were going to be found out as frauds and they were doing really well. They were doing super well, but they were really doubting their own competence. And Clance wrote... These women do not experience an internal sense of success. They consider themselves to be imposters. Clance also said, I saw these people who had excellent standardized test scores, grades, and letters of recommendation, but they still felt they didn't deserve their achievements. She also says, since success for women is contraindicated by societal expectations and their own internalized self-evaluations. So these women were definitely experiencing imposter syndrome. She actually says that she would have liked to call it imposter experience because she's quoted saying, it's not a syndrome or a complex or a mental illness. It's something almost everyone experiences. She's also quoted as saying, if there is some new transitional experience, new career, new promotion, it can trigger those feelings. This was coined in the 1970s again by those two psychologists. And it seems like some of the reasons definitely can be because of some exterior factors such as a new job, new career, or something incredibly challenging coming up. 
In addition to that, I have done some other readings and research, and also I can say from some of my own experience that I do believe a lot of the imposter syndrome does come from some childhood stuff. And I think it's normal for us to experience some comparison and things like that from our parents. I don't think, of course, it ever comes from a bad place. Our parents always want what's best for us. But a lot of times as children, we are compared to whether it's some of our siblings, some of our cousins, other students, other people. And sometimes we are criticized. I mean, of course, it usually is in the form of constructive criticism, but every child is different. Some children might be more sensitive to others and internalize criticism differently. Also, when we are children, we are expected to act a certain way and to be a certain way. And some children, myself included, really want to please their parents. You want your parents' approval. So sometimes we actually already as children might act out of our own character to try to please our parents and already as children we end up feeling like imposters like we're acting something that's not true to who we are so that can be part of where some of those imposter feelings come from even though our parents have their best intentions and a lot of times too parents expectations come from old values and morals and things that they want their children to achieve or certain ways that they want their children to behave and sometimes maybe sometimes their own achievements that they did not or were not able to achieve they're kind of putting that pressure on their children with the best of intentions and with love but it is that added pressure and I can only speak on my own experiences as a female Hispanic as far as imposter syndrome is concerned. But I think it really holds true for a lot of females in general. I definitely think there might be a little bit more of an emphasis on women of certain ethnicities to really feel the need to ask for permission or approval when it comes to certain things. For myself, I know this is very true. We feel like if we do speak up without permission, we feel like we are acting out, like we are quote unquote being bad and we feel like imposters. And I really think this also comes a lot of times from childhood. These are things that we learn as children and then we end up taking it with us into the workplace. We aren't necessarily encouraged to be in charge or to speak up in places other than the home and with children. And again, I know this sounds very old school, but it still holds very much true for a lot of females, I think, and especially across certain cultures. We are not necessarily discouraged to go out into the workplace and speak up and be leaders, but we're definitely not necessarily encouraged either. We are encouraged to be leaders in the home and with children. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any female being a leader anywhere. But if we do that in the workplace, it might feel out of place. And you're like, well, who am I to be speaking up and having a voice? I don't know. Who am I to do this? And it might feel really, really out of character for a female to do this. And although there are many more opportunities for women than ever before in the workplace, the reality is, is that in most industries, men still dominate. There are definitely still more male voices and male presence in companies, in boardrooms, and in meetings for a lot of women and of course this comes from some experience as well as speaking to other female friends that women's voices feel drowned out 
And then when they get loud, because they need to get loud, they feel like they're acting out of character, like they're not necessarily being quote unquote good girls. And they feel like imposters. It's really hard to speak up because they feel like they are, their voices aren't as valid. A lot of these women, and I know for myself, sometimes we feel that we need the permission to speak. It's a shame that we have to feel like we are imposters because we are speaking up. Again, I'm speaking from a female's perspective and from my experience and my female friends' experiences, but I'm completely aware and do believe that a lot of men also experience imposter syndrome. I haven't heard it as much come from men, and maybe it's because, unfortunately for men, it is a little bit harder to speak on these things and to be a little bit vulnerable because there is that pressure for a man to be manly and all that stuff. So I do understand that men don't have the freedom to necessarily be as vulnerable without being made fun of or things like that. But I am aware that men do experience this imposter syndrome and a little bit more often than not. So how do we deal with this imposter syndrome and why can it actually be a good thing? We're going to discuss this when we come back. Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Algunos me conocen como Big Cat and I'm super excited to announce my podcast, Hunting for Éxito. The show features a special guest every week who has become successful in one way or another. Whoever they might be, my guests we always have good advice to give because at one point they were hunting for éxito too. I will invite them to share the stories of their hunt. Así podemos capturar el éxito también para nosotros. Hunting for éxito is about éxito, real talk with real people who really made it. It's starting real soon and episodes will be available to download every Thursday. No se los pueden perder. And remember to follow us at Swerk Media, Z-W-E-R-C Media. You're listening to Flying Blind Podcast. So imposter syndrome can be incredibly hard to deal with. And it's one of those things that honestly, it's probably never going to completely go away. So how do we deal with it? And why is it actually a good thing? How can we actually use it to our benefit? One of the first things that you should do if you're feeling this way is really create a support system for yourself. I think that's so incredibly important whenever you're doing anything in life, but especially if you're having negative thoughts about yourself and about what you're doing, it is so crucial to have support. I think it's really important to really talk about all of these feelings that you're having with somebody and all of these doubts that you're having. And it's, of course, crucial that the people that you're choosing to speak to are people that are going to really be there for you, really listen and listen carefully and actually have something constructive to say once you have shared all of these things with them. And if you do have a great support system, they are going to be able to help you see things as they truly are. They are going to help truly gauge and assess your situation in a very realistic way. Because when you are suffering with this imposter syndrome and having a ton of self-doubt, you're only looking at the negative things and you're really seeing yourself in a negative way and actually much more negative than how things really are. 
They can help you really realize also that you are not alone in your feelings and in your thoughts. There are a ton of people that experience this all the time, but there is an element of shame that comes with this imposter syndrome and and these feelings. So a lot of times people don't talk about it. You know, they want to come off like they are very confident and competent. And of course, that's what you want to do when you're starting something new or when you're pursuing something, you want people to perceive you as a competent and confident person even if you are having all of these thoughts of self-doubt but a good friend and somebody that is a good support system for you is going to help you realize how things really are and they're going to help you also see that you are not alone in these feelings another thing that you can do to deal with these feelings is to make a list of your accomplishments A lot of times when we're thinking of all of these things and have all of this self-doubt, we are not really being realistic. It is really helpful to actually write it down on paper and to look at it. It will give you a better grasp of reality. When you see, okay, yeah, you know what? I have done all of this. Okay, like, and you have this list of all of these accomplishments. It kind of helps you come back down to reality because when we are emotional, we just don't see things quite as clearly as we should. Another thing that we should stop doing during this imposter syndrome is to stop comparing. It's really not a good thing to compare you versus somebody else. Especially if you're comparing yourself to somebody that's already accomplished, somebody that's already successful in whatever it is that you're pursuing. The fact of the matter is at some point, they were a beginner too. Nobody is born an expert in anything. Everybody starts from the bottom. Everybody starts from the same point that you might be at right now. So stop comparing because comparison really is just the thief of joy. It really is. And another thing to just tune out the noise. We get so caught up in our thoughts, in our heads, and also on exterior noise, people's comments, people's pressure. And sometimes you just have to tune all of that out, even your own thoughts, even the noise in your head. So how do you do that? And I've said this in plenty of my other podcasts, meditate, journal, turn on some music, dance, do something fun, get out of your head. When you are having these moments where you are just riddled with doubt and fear and all of these things, sometimes the best thing to do is to get back to you, which is to center yourself, do something that makes you feel good, do something that brings you joy. Also, I'd say probably one of the most important things to do is to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. These feelings are probably never going to go away 100% because we are human beings and we have fear and we have doubt and that's just part of life. I also mentioned that the imposter syndrome can actually be a good thing for you. And why, why is this? Why can imposter syndrome actually be good for you? So if you are dealing with imposter syndrome, it actually means that you are doing something that makes you uncomfortable. You are challenging yourself and you are getting yourself out of your comfort zone. You are challenging yourself. If you are experiencing imposter syndrome, that's probably why. And I actually applaud you because it means that you are pursuing something that scares you a little bit. And that's actually a really good thing. So if you're pursuing a new hobby, you got a new job, you're pursuing parenthood or a new relationship or whatever the case may be, and you have these feelings of self-doubt, it actually means that you are probably on the right track. 
And also, the imposter syndrome can actually keep your ego in check because overconfidence isn't good either. So if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, it's probably going to actually keep you humble. You do need to find that balance though. You don't want to have a big ego, but at the same time, you don't want to have so much of this imposter syndrome going on where it might actually stop you from pursuing your dreams. And imposter syndrome means that you are getting more experience in a specific area or specific industry. So bravo to you for gaining more experience in a certain area that you are pursuing. Hey everybody, this is Panchito and Mike from the Five for Five podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. So before I leave you guys, I want to share a quote with you. And this is by AJ Darkholm. And he says, It's not about being ready or feeling prepared all the time. Sometimes you just have to do what you know you have to do. And when you do, you will always see that you're more ready and more prepared than you realize. Never doubt yourself or you may never do anything of significance. So I really hope that you think about this quote. Again, the reality is, is that you will have some self-doubt sometimes. You will have some fear sometimes. You will feel like an imposter sometimes. But do it anyway. Nobody started as an expert and everybody started something from the very beginning. So I hope that you take this quote to heart and that you live your best life. Thank you again for listening today. And I hope that you join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. And until next time, stay blessed and stay positive. Have a great day.